Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Laundry, laundry. Yeah, I did. I had to. I had to steamroll you right there, Al. Sorry, while you were there was updating more. me on the Astros. Yeah, they fired their surprising. GM. That is weird. They're that paying weird the dude deal. one year. He was on a one-year contract, and he was making a million dollars. He turned it down in pursuit of a longer contract. Was dismissed Friday after publicly publicly airing his grievances at the GM meeting. Maybe he did a twerking contest with another employee <laughs> at a at a at a team function and he Could've lost happened. and he, he decided to head out. I got I'm not going to lie. I went on with Sedano and Cap yesterday. Yep. And it seemed like Cap Cappy was a little shook that Mason beat him in the twerk off. That, that he was on the wrong end of that. It Honestly, felt like he was upset. Won. I watched the video. Neither of them. Won. No, Mason won. <laughs> Mason won because he his hands hit the floor. Yeah, but that's not twerking, is it? My understanding it's, of twerking it's is better and it's more effort than what Cap was trying Cappy to do. Cappy went against the tree. Yeah, Cappy went against effort. the tree. Wait, yeah. wait, I actually did not see that part. <laughs> yeah, so that's what he told me yesterday. But here's my thing: you're, I'm not saying that Mace didn't go the extra mile. We'll talk about this on Super Cross Talk in a minute. But you got to you got to play the game. The game was twerking, not throw yourself on the ground game. You can't change the rules in the middle of the game, right? Well, I think there's some there's some um in the twerk world there are some people who use the ground as part of the twerk. I don't think that's true. Well, I I, I, I don't think you read Yeah, I don't think you read the whole book that I gave you about it. Chapter eleven. Oh, chapter eleven. Chapter eleven. A big 11. part of the twerking ability is your um, isn't it the God given shape? Yes. is helpful. Yeah. And yes. neither of them have that God given shape. No, they don't. But okay, so it's staying in that vein. <laughs> it also has to do with the um, clapping factor. <laughs> is yes, that not exactly. the, the the essence helps, of the it dance? Helps with it, yes. Yeah, and yeah. neither of them have clap factor. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess I guess you had to take in the uh, the extras, right? The, the extra credit points. Yeah, exactly. So he was a little shook. He was a little disappointed. He, he, he was like, Trav, I, I, I don't know what happened. Like, I thought I had this. And the next thing I know, Mace is on the ground. The crowd goes wild. And, <laughs> and I lost. He was shook. He really was. He just had to get to the ground. Yeah. That's all he had to do. Be, would he rather have a Mandy? Does he rather have his Mandy or the tour competition? I think he's happy with his Mandy. You know? Yeah, no, he got a bunch of them. Yeah. Uh, Cappy, Cappy and Sedano, they cleaned up. How would I know what that feels like? I wouldn't. We were the only ones that wouldn't. We're on an island. We've got we've got nothing we going on. Yeah, I, I, I think I'd be in the hospital if I tried. Like, I, I wouldn't even know how to start. Like you know, here's how it would happen. What Steve. happened to Trav? Uh, well, they had a twerking thing, and he's uh, he's out six to eight weeks. Like if I were walking down the hallway to get a cup of coffee, and you very quietly snuck up behind me and pushed me as hard as you could as I was falling, that would be my best version of twerking. Of a twerking. Yep. <laughs> because everything would be rippling and vibrating and shaking. People would stand up with a standing. <laughs> oh man, this guy gets it's it. It's my only chance. I, he I, I gets it. I can't get things going side to side. I can get things going up and down. <laughs> but I can't really get the side-to-side -side factor. How about you? <laughs> Not at all.
Not at all. Nothing? No twerking in my uh, in my. Give it a shot. Hop future. up here right now. Give me Damn a look. You go ahead. I, I go just ahead told you. I, I need your help. I need you to Damn push it. me We're down not as streaming, I do. Streaming, so like we can't do that. I know. I got nothing. The pony. I can't do the pony either. Pony, you just got to put your foot up. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> no, Chris has got a rhythm to the whole thing that it's I don't like have. A full, there you go. Like, front See? and back thing. You got a little. Vo- yeah, you have more rhythm than you give yourself credit for. I've seen your your what is this? But the sprinkler thing that yeah. you do. I'm in many twerking competitions. <laughs> Maybe when on Monday you get to wear your Kings jersey. Uh, Why don't you twerk? twerk. Slee's <laughs> <laughs> mad. He doesn't want to have to. The, the Kings thing is really kind of. Well, and Anthony Davis it? is now questionable. Oh my God, this is just setting up for us. Uh, is it going to make any difference anyway? Can I tell you something? <laughs> can I tell you something? This is kind of a sad state of affairs of where the Lakers are. That instead of like kind of having a conversation about, okay, hey, AD, Russell Westbrook, these two guys are going to carry the Lakers in a game sure. without LeBron James against the Sacramento Kings at home. Vegas says no. Right. They're not going <laughs> yeah, to. It's not the Bucks. They're actually three and a half. What would you guys say? Three, 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 and, a half, three and a half, whatever it is. Yeah. They're three and a half point dogs. That to me just kind of – that just – listen – I know it shouldn't be kind of a surprise, but it just slaps me across the face like, wow. Yeah, it, you're right. It's not a surprise, but it's sobering. It's one of those, yeah, this is this is where we are, that, that the Kings, and by the way, it's not like the Kings are all of a sudden like, hey, they're off, for instance, the Utah Jazz, off to a great start, playing great basketball. They're a pleasant surprise. Where they're, Are they still on top of the West? If they're not, they're close. 10 and 3. Okay, so they're 10 and 3, it's like, wait, hey, what's going on? That's not the Kings. The Kings are four and six. They're kind of in the middle of the pack. Yeah. Um, it's much more to do with the Lakers than it does the opponent. That the Lakers are in that point where lost four you in said a row, it. Two you, and nine. you said it but, yesterday or the day before. There is no game on this schedule. Like, oh yeah. No, All right, we're no. good. We're we're, we're going to get this one. Like, every time they take the court, they're in a battle. We did that. We we tried doing that in their first ten games. We tried picking wins. Now I know it's like you don't know what teams are what, but. There is nothing on that schedule, nothing on that schedule that you should give them the benefit of the doubt. All right, so Raheem Morris, defensive coordinator Raheem Morris, former head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Raheem Morris, I believe is the interim head coach in Atlanta for a period of time as well. Um, He was joking yesterday and said this about Sean McVay. Don't tell him I said this. He's extremely spoiled. Out here in L.A., we've done a lot of winning. This is the most adversity he's had. Uh, It's a great opportunity for you to get that coach speak out and to go act on those things. Um, Let's put a pin in that and come back to this. Is he first of all? Is he right? And and, and Raheem Morris is being you know funny that this is the first time you've had a team that's really not very good. This is life in the NFL. You yep. have a team that's not very good occasionally. We were saying is earlier he right? Week, welcome to the NFL. Yeah, is welcome. he right? I think he is. Listen, there, there's Sean McVay has created something for himself that uh, we spend a lot of time doing, and I think people get annoyed with doing it when we compliment Sean McVay. I think it happens where people are like, "Oh, was this guy can't make a mistake?" To be honest with you, so far his time in the NFL. He kind of can't make a mistake. He's been that good with his um, – he's been that good in his tenure with the Los Angeles sure. Rams, and it's just tenure as a head coach in the NFL. Welcome to the 
<laughs> I, I, I kind of there's a curious. This is the only thing I'm curious about remaining with the Rams. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I'm just curious with how you handle the rest of the season. What does it question. look like? Okay, how about this? How about you? You felt like the season was on the line a week ago against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I think we would all agree. DeMarco Farr was trying to sell us yesterday, like, no, no, no. Look, you got to understand that third down, you got to go look back at the second down. No. I thought a moment where it was going to either give them a glimmer of hope or not. I thought Sean McVay made the wrong, you know, wrong play calls. That's adversity. Mm-hmm. You had um you have players coming out on a microphone and talking about why are you guys keep looking at us on the defense, Jalen Ramsey? What about them? This, that's unusual for the Rams, right? That's not something that you've kind of tasted so far with the Rams under Sean McVay. They are facing real adversity. This is the rest of the NFL. By the way, it's every sports team that's out there. You know, it's even if you look at how successful the Kobe and Shaq era, the Golden State Warriors, go look at teams, the Dodgers, right? There, every team goes through adversity. Every team goes through something where you're like, oh, they finally get to get a taste of what everybody else is feeling. I, I think, yes. You go back to his first season, his first team, the 2017 Rams. I looked it up this morning. Go look at that roster. That was not a good team. So he, he knows what it's like to have a roster that's talent thin, right? They had some good players, but it wasn't it wasn't what we had last season or theoretically what they were supposed to have this season. I think the difference, and I think what Raheem Morris was getting at is this is the, when he came here in 2017 and he knew what that roster was and he kind of saw, okay, I can do this with these guys. This is the first time where he has a thing that he thought was going to be one thing and it's not Mm. right. That, that, that's the challenge I think for these coaches is okay. I know that this is. I'm going to get this from this guy. I'm going to get that from this guy. I know what I'm going to get from Matthew Stafford. I know what I'm going to get from Aaron Donald. I know what I'm going to get from Cooper Cup. I know what I'm going to get from Bobby Wagner, Allen Robinson, and uh, Jalen Ramsey. Well, if two or three – Matthew Stafford's not giving you what you thought you were going to get. Van Jefferson's not giving you what you thought you were going to get. Allen Robinson's really not giving you what you thought you were Basically going to get. Basically the whole offense, R- but Cooper right. Cup. Right, so, yeah. and it's the first time where it's this – I haven't had to do this before. I haven't had to coach a team that is really fully depleted of its most important aspects. This yeah. is a new thing for him. I think he can do it, but I think I think Morris is right. This is life in the NFL where hey, I think we're going to be oh, – no, we're not. Welcome to the league. <laughs> not very good. It's a new thing for him. All right, Stat Hero of the Day brought to you by Stat Hero. Look for local market lineups in the Stat Hero app and filter by single game. Uh, the stat I think we're all looking at, the Rams in at 3-5. and five. Um, Trav, I know you keep saying they're in desperation every week. They have failed all those tests to get a chance against that the Cardinals who are only 3-6. and six. Yeah, that, might, so that may be optimistic. That could be the only thing that goes for them is that they're playing the Cardinals. Pay attention to local market lineup, stathero.com. Don't forget to enter that promo code 710. You'll receive a 100% deposit match. Stat Hero winning is in a fantasy. I think having Morris in the building is a good thing for McVay at this point. This is one of these because Sean McVay's young, man. Raheem Morris was Sean McVay before Sean McVay, and I didn't go win the Super Bowl, but he was a guy that was given a team very early in his life, and, hey, how do I do this? He's been through all of this stuff before. To be able to say, hey, listen, man, I know what you're feeling right now. Good way to put it. Very good way to put it. This is how this goes in this league. Sean McVay has not failed like this in this league yet. Not, Not like this. They've missed the playoffs once in five years. They and that that was not a terrible team. 
to have somebody that says, listen, this isn't all you. Ten years older than him, literally yeah. walked some of the, the, the path it, here. It's your responsibility to fix it, but we're not here because of what you did. But here's how we can find our way out mm-hmm. of this. To have somebody. And I have faith in McVeigh because when he first showed up, what was the very first hire that he made? Maybe it wasn't the first, but the biggest name hire he made, Wade Phillips who'd been in this league for 10,000 years and had seen everything there is to see. Another one of those, hey, is this how this goes? Yeah, or no. That's kind of the role that Morris is feeling right now because he still hasn't had the bad season. We're in the middle of it right mm-hmm. now, but Bill Belichick had bad no, seasons. Everybody has they're had coming. these. Pete yeah. Carroll was on the head coach of two teams that didn't go very well before he kind of found mm-hmm. his sea legs mm-hmm. in Seattle. It takes some time. He'll learn something. It sucks as a Rams fan to have to go through it. But he'll pick something up. You know, but even when you say that, it sucks as a Rams fan to have to go through it. It's also, I think, for even a Rams fan, welcome to a little bit of reality, too. Yeah. Right? Well, like this is, Jeff Fisher, I still have some scars from that. But the, la- the last five years, it's like, I, I, that's why I always kind of look at the Dodgers, and it's always interesting to me. And people have a lot to complain about, and I get it. The Dodgers have built this, you got to win a World Series or nothing. But I almost feel like there's a lot of times where the Dodgers are in a they're in a league of their own, at least in the regular season, which I know doesn't justify anything, but not many teams are doing what the Dodgers have done over these last few years. Also, we have something that Taylor's gonna talk about in the next segment, a new salad for us all to try. Excellent uh, before Thanksgiving. Is it a a on the list salad or is it in a salad with like vegetables? List. It's all <laughs> It's got fruit in it. All right. We'll figure out the, the Taylor Smith <laughs> I got faith. salad. I, I don't. So we'll see who's right. It's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You piqued my interest, um, Taylor, that you found a, a salad that you think we're going to like or dislike. Yeah, so I was looking back at this list that Emily gave us uh, with the 14 things that, I don't know, Americans eat. Non-Americans. Are, Non-Americans think are disgusting. Yes. And I was kind of salivating over the list because, you know, it's a lunch hour and I'm getting hungry. <laughs> and I had a flashback of something I haven't thought about in nearly a decade. So my cross-country team in high school, they'd always have these uh, these pasta meals, you know, sure. before the night before a meet. And the moms would always make this same Snickers salad, it's called. So it's got a caramel apple, um, Snickers, pudding, and uh, whipped cream in it. That's it? That's the whole thing? Yeah. And it's, they I don't know if they thought it was going to be healthy for us, but they, they'd always give us that with the t- pasta. T- tell me the ingredients again. So it's got a Snickers bar, it's got marshmallows, it's got pudding, and it's got a Granny Smith it's a apple. dessert. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't apple. sound like... 
it would taste terrible, but it tastes very good. Actually, I'm sure it does. But, but it's just not not healthy. What was it called? Snickers salad. Snickers salad, Slee. Order that when you go back to Mastros and see if they have it. Take the uh, <laughs> take the seafoods tower and the Snickers salad. I'm sorry, sir. What? I am. I'm. Leave, please my, leave. My mind is trying to figure that. out. It actually sounds good to me, but it it's is. a dessert. Yeah. Of course, that's one hundred percent a fantastic dessert. <laughs> but with the pasta, they'd give you like regular salad too, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you know, for dessert, you got it. Yeah, something sweet. So you mentioned those pasta parties. My my oldest, uh, Bobby, he that's was awesome. Cross pasta country. parties. He was a, a cross country kid too. Mm-hmm. So he's he does the cross country program the summer heading into his freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he, he's a ninth grader, and he's a, he's young. He was thirteen when he started high school. So or four, 14, 14. And he uh, <laughs> he comes back. This is like the second day of school. Now, he's known some of these kids from the summer program, but he comes back and goes, oh, uh, yeah, um, we have our first meet on Saturday, so everybody's coming over on Friday night for the pasta party. And Susan and I are looking at each other like, what does that mean? Like, is that, you know, they're just, everybody brings something over and we all eat pasta. I'm like, they're coming to my house? Yeah, I, I thought it'd be okay. Is that okay? I'm like, yeah, it's okay, but I need to know how many kids are coming. I need to be... I need to host this thing. I need yeah. to be prepared. <laughs> That's awesome. Like 60 kids showed up. <laughs> it was the entire boys team. It was the entire Boy, girls oh team. Goodness. It was every 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th grade. There were like 60 kids in our backyard. And there's, what, day, what day did he tell you this? The day before. <laughs> it was like he told me on a Thursday that it was happening and on everyone's Friday. everyone's coming on a Friday. And, we, and the next thing, we had 60 kids in our backyard. Yeah, What's Bobby just his stock like, shouldn't, just shouldn't, keeps going up. Shouldn't the senior on the team take the first one? Yeah, as a freshman, shouldn't you attend one of these before you host one of these? <laughs> he just like, yeah, they're all coming over tomorrow. I just told him they're coming. We got to pick them up too. Susan and I look at each other like, I guess he's doing okay in high school if he just made friends yeah, with friends. sixty people that are coming over to our house. My uh, my my swim team did the same thing, but it's like you would elect and you would sign up ahead of the, uh, ahead of the season. Each and the parents said what week they wanted so it's the parents put themselves on it and then they would do it my parents started cooking like a couple days ahead of time so they have everything ready because it's a lot of kids coming in and a whole swim team is a lot <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah not no, bobby's way. not not in the roger team. they're coming tomorrow how many people i don't know the whole team how many people is that i don't know 60 oh all right dad figure lot? it out just Guess I'll get plates and glasses and napkins and. I don't know. Go to go to one of the track meets. Like if you said to me, "Oh, hey, I'm bringing over four of my friends. We're going to watch movies." Yeah, no problem, man. Fine. Sixty. That's a lot That's of people. A lot of people. No, no, never thought twice about. It. I guarantee you, to this day, he doesn't understand why. Did that they was bring? Weird. Did they bring enough food for everybody by everyone bringing something? There was enough food to feed six hundred people. Okay. There, it wasn't a shortage of food, yeah. but you've got 60 16 year olds in your backyard. They're not the neatest people in the world. There was more than one or two pieces of macaroni salad strewn about the backyard. Snickers. <laughs> there might have been some in the pool. <laughs> there might have been some things. This is a different house when we were renting this house. It had a great pool. Squirrels and so, rabbits just waiting. Why, why is there ravioli in the pool? Like, I don't, that seems unnecessary. Oh, it's fine. Filter will get it. No, filter Filter was not designed to get ravioli why is there out of ravioli? the pool. We need a new filter then. <laughs> Dad, I've been telling that, you. That would have been his response. Well, then the filter sucks. No, the filter doesn't suck. <laughs> you're, you're. That's a really funny story. Oh my gosh! And the He's... fact that it's coming from Bobby—it's just I w- the I, best. Taylor, I would have never thought about that had he not brought up Snickers salad in the uh, the pasta party. All right, seven ten ESPN and Subaru will be hosting our inaugural holiday long drive a thon to support the 
Folds of Honor Foundation. Every donation provides scholarships to families of America's fallen or disabled military and first responders. Events taking place on Friday, December 9th, Black Gold Golf Club in Yorba Linda. To celebrate Veterans Day, we're giving spots away to our holiday-long drive-a-thon event. Here's how you can win. It's very simple. Post a picture with your service uniform, then tag at ESPN Los Angeles and include hashtag Veterans Day ESPN LA. We'll also be sharing those photos on our social platforms to thank all the men and women who have served our country. So really great cause there going. Love that it's a black gold. Stay short on number two, Slee. Short of the bunkers. You don't want to drive it too far and okay. the bunkers come into play. Stay, Lay back a little bit, flip yeah. a little wedge on the Stay green. short, no problem. Love I'm Definitely not gold. hitting it too far. That's a great promotion. Love that one as well. Um, Anthony Davis is not going anywhere. That according to Chris Haynes, yeah. right, who, was, who wrote a story about uh, the Lakers really were the, – the rumor was the rumor. There was never any actual attempt to try to move Anthony Davis. There was never discussions about from other teams about trying to extend Anthony Davis. Um He's going to be here, and and it, barring something really extraordinary happening, that's this is the team that they're going to have unless they decide to make that big move, the big move being the picks, the big moves being Russ, yeah. and, and they really are at this crossroads right now. Team's off to a bad start. LeBron's hurt. AD's sick, so presumably he'll be Questionable tonight, yeah. Um, at some point, but do you chase mediocrity at the potential cost of extending badness for additional years and i think that this is the song i've been singing for months but i think more and more people are waking up to the fact that hey this trying to fix this trying to fix the guy in the 20th year make sure he has what he has or in the 21st year Mm -hmm. or in the 22nd year that may not be in our best interest so i could have made a case before the season started right they're two and nine right now i could have made a case before the season started that All right, let's see how the Lakers look. Let's just see how these guys look. Anthony Davis is playing 50% of the games these last two years. AD healthy. Is anything changed, or is he kind of a similar Anthony Davis? Up to this point, I would say that he looks very similar to how he has when he has played over the last two years. He's not this, what was it, Kendrick Perkins put out before the season started. He thought um, AD would win MVP this year. I've been off of that conversation because I've been wrong on Anthony Davis for the last two years. I could have made the case that if the Lakers started the season off well and the team looked pretty good. Hey, you know what? They're sitting at 5 and 4 through the first or 6 and 5 through the first 11 games, but I, I like what they got. You know, Russ looks good off the bench, the mix looks good, Anthony Davis is playing good ball, their role players are doing well. Okay, now if you go make a trade, then you might be just a couple role pieces role players away from adding to what you have. The exact opposite has happened. And it's arguably the worst scenario possible. They're two and nine. They're two and nine, and AD and Braun have been playing. Right. Right. So it's not, no one can have the excuse of, well, AD, they only played X amount of games, came off. You can't have that excuse. One of the things that Chris Haynes has in his article the organization is facing a critical decision in the James era, a decision that could prompt key players to sour on the direction of the franchise. Sources tell uh, Bleacher Report. Here, here is how things have changed. And he mentioned something, and I kind of read this these last week or so, that the Lakers were waiting for one specific player to potentially be available. Okay, A big-time player. Big-time as in not Giannis, but an all-star player. That, that player, at least they're, they're putting it out here, is Bradley Beal. If you go trade your picks and you're getting a player like Bradley Beal, um... That's a different conversation. He's a really good player. Okay. He's, a, he's a he's a really good player. P- 
Period. Point blank, Bradley Beal's a really good player. Sure. You're doing the— He's still not a very good team. You're doing the you're swinging for the fences. Okay. okay? That's what you're doing. Um, that's kind of, it seems like, the only way now that you look to get rid of those picks is if you're Oof. going to go get an all-star caliber well, I, player. I hate that plan. I hate it. I hate it. Well, why is it that much different than— because, Why is it that much different in the offseason? They're not. It's not to me. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's you. And, and this has nothing to do with Russell Westbrook. This has nothing to do with anything other than LeBron James and AD. That trying to prop them up longer, I don't think is a smart decision. LeBron James is one of the greatest players of all time, full stop. He's also clearly in decline. He's he's going to be become more injury prone, and that's just life in the twentieth year. Twenty first will be worse than twenty. Twenty two will be worse than twenty one. This this is Play the, the most the minutes in the history of right. The, it, yeah. It's nobody's fault. It's just the facts. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis's stock at best is plateaued and probably declining as well. Mm-hmm. This idea of hey, let's do everything we can to try to prop those for what? You're not going anywhere anyway. This is not a player away, unless it's Giannis or Embiid or Luka, from becoming a championship-caliber team. Getting into the bottom half of the middle of the pack doesn't interest me at all. And and, and even with a Beal or a player of his equivalent, who's I agree with you, he's a nice player, but it's not that, oh my gosh, let's go. Here we go. Bring on the Suns. Bring on the, the Memphis Grizzlies. Bring on the best teams in the West. It's not that. So this idea of let's move heaven and earth to prop up what is clearly a shaky foundation, well, I'm not doing that. I, I, I think, hate that. I think what they've said is this. What they've said is simple. Those two picks— Would you do it? Those two picks are only going to go if you are getting an all-star caliber yeah, Would player. you do it? it let, let, the all-star caliber player, not mm-hmm. a franchise player, but an but all-star it's like, caliber it's a, player. What you're asking is similar to DeMar DeRozan last year. A player like that— yeah, but the question different was last year was DeRozan or Westbrook for sure, sure. DeRozan hundred percent for sure 100%. even at the time and mm-hmm. so but that was presupposing that AD and LeBron were still those guys that that's the part that's changed it's not the complimentary piece yeah I, I, th- it's I think the top. I think I would do it for a player like Bradley Beal you would yeah at the risk of this lasting several more seasons Bradley Beal is a player that you can sign if they could sign him long term I like Bradley Beal I, I do like, too I, I would use he might be the best player on your team when he shows up. He might be. And no, that's, that's not. And that's not a. That's not great. That's not a. We've seen what the as, the oh team no, with the best Fox. player of Bradley mm-hmm. Beal. That's the Wizards, mm-hmm. right? And they hit and miss, mostly miss. It just doesn't sound let, like let, a. Let me, let me say this. Let me say this. If it was a clean slate, if you didn't just sign Braun to an extension, if it, if you didn't already kind of have what you have for the next couple of years. It's probably a different conversation, but they're going to roll with they're going to roll with Braun they and they're going to roll with Anthony Davis. Doesn't at mean least it's a good now. idea, and it doesn't mean that it wasn't a mistake to do that, and it doesn't mean that you have to double down on a mistake. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Like I, at some point, you got to say this just didn't work. I, I think it's going a different, but direction. I think doubling down on a mistake, like you said, like the the role players that we're talking about, the Miles Turner and Buddy Hield. If before the season started and they wanted to make that deal and they said, guys, we're going to start the season off. These are two role players that we have. We think this is a really good team. And it looked like it was working or not working. Doesn't matter. Beal, but uh, Buddy Heald and Miles Turner are role players. Bradley Beal is not that. So I, I would I would lean more towards that than I hope not, man. the I, role players. Yeah, I, I think they're both bad ideas. I think it's time to really 
really just kind of say we got to we got to start getting out of this because the you're, the two guys maybe, listen if we they, got, if, we they got to. if they don't do anything then maybe they're they're giving you the signal I, for sure if if the result is you know we're just going to kind of run this thing out Russ is off the books we'll see what we can do at the end of the season then I think that is the answer for sure Justin Turner did not pick up his option Slee doesn't mean he's not coming back that's next it's Travis Slee seven ten ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Laker game for you tonight. Laker game Sunday, too? Yes? Yeah, Sunday. What are you doing? Sunday, Brooklyn, 630. Boy. I think so. How times change, right? That was the Christmas Day game a year ago, and now it's a yeah. I mean, Brooklyn six thirty. Brooklyn's playing Sunday. a little bit better. Yeah, they're uh, they're Sunday. The Sunday. cachet of that game is really kind of faded along the way. So you have Saturday off. I don't and, think Braun is. Other know, than we'll ordering food to another restaurant, head down to San Diego. Oh, nice. Yeah, hang out with some uh, hang out with some fam. Yeah, yeah. Just because any special event. Um, just hang out. I wasn't down there for, uh, for to see some family for my birthday. Wasn't down there this past weekend. So hang out with some of the family. Well, Mother Sleeve bake you a cake or your favorite foods for your birthday? She'll probably, yes, she'll make food. They don't, you know, it's funny, the cakes and desserts and stuff like that, the Middle Eastern desserts, it's not, not very cake-ish, no. right? It's what, what, what are we talking about? Like a kind of a baklava situation? Exactly. Exactly. It's pretty good. Oh, no, it's very good. Syrupy <laughs> and everything else. It's yeah, got all things. Who says no? We'll say if you ever, Big E actually hit me with this. He was asking for, if I had a recommendation, he was going down to El Cajon for something, so he asked Mexican food. What I told him was, just so you know, the best Middle Eastern food you're going to find is in El Cajon. They got so many freaking, there's a lot of Chaldeans, a lot of Middle Eastern people out there. Everywhere you look, bro, there's amazing Middle Eastern food out there. So my uh, suggestion would be, if it's not home cooking, there's so many good places. What's your mother going to make you? I'm actually, I'm going to go pick up some food. I told her that I want to, not DoorDash, not going to use DoorDash. That'd <laughs> be delivered to Granite Hills High School. <laughs> no, there, there's a couple places. Pick up from DoorDash. You know, if the store is there, you can just press the pickup option and go pick it up at, the, at there. There's a couple, um, there's a couple good Mid- Middle Eastern, but you know, sometimes you go to a family's house, you don't want them to make anything. I'm like, I don't oh. want you guys to do anything. Oh, I, I don't want I, you to do anything. I get the idea of taking it off your mom's yes, plate. I don't I, want I that. totally get it. But there's certain things that only your mom can make or only your dad 100% can 100% true, but it's, it's a lot of work. I don't want to make her work, so I'm like, no. No, you're good. Get some Dolma. Have her put a little in the freezer. Send it on up here. Mark in Glendora. Mark, you're all with Trav and Slee. What's up, Mark? Hey, you guys. I love your show. Thank you. Uh, works his ass off. I hear him in the morning and at night. Oh, my God. We were just talking about that, Mark. Vina. 
But look, uh, you're totally on it right, Travis. There is no bubble anymore. We're, we built everything on the bubble, which says there's going to be a four-month vacation. There's not going to be a four-month vacation this year. That was a fantasy year that Palenka should be the one we're talking about. I don't blame him for taking his job. I blame the people for re-signing him. Palenka's history, he's just a social climber. This is not personal. This is just a fact. He, he was an average player that ended up on the Fab Five. Okay, great. Then he hooks on to Kobe. Then he hooks on to Magic. Now he's hooked on to Genie. And here we are with no experience. And they're saying, oh, the bubble. The bubble doesn't. He didn't even build the team for the bubble. So what is this? Who is this guy? Can you guys have a show about who this guy is? Look what Danny Ainge is doing in Utah. All right, so let, let, let me try to unpack this a little bit, Mark. I think that Rob Palenka shares a lot of the responsibility for why they are where they are. I don't think it's his exclusively. I think he's a, a co-owner with a lot of other people. I think Jeannie Buss has responsibility in this. I think that uh, LeBron James has responsibility in this. I think Clutch has responsibility in this. A lot of people, there are a lot of chefs in that kitchen mm-hmm. when they put this roster together over the last couple of years. Yep, and, and, the, she- and the chefs in that kitchen also just – preface by saying it so we don't pretend like it never happened a lot of those chefs also helped build that team in 2020 i reject that i don't i don't i don't subscribe to that because lebron james came here because lebron james Mm -hmm. wanted to come here nobody recruited him here he so let's not give any credit let's not okay that it just it it, i always find it fascinating when we want to use our arguments to give to say hey the franchise is not going anywhere but two years ago hold on a second mm -hmm. hold on answer the question what What did the Lakers do to get LeBron James to come here? Um, Magic met with him at midnight. Even if he wanted to come here to the Los Angeles Lakers, it's a brand that they have that they've built. He didn't go to the Clippers. He didn't go to. He could have. Couldn't he have accomplished? Couldn't. Come on, man. Kawhi Leonard did. Uh, Right. Kawhi Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard did. Yeah. That kind of. Okay. So let's go back to it. So you don't want to give them credit for that. Not for that. No. Because the the part that the reason he's here is because the brand that exists. So if we want to give credit to somebody for that. Give it to Jerry West. Give it to Doctor Bus. Give it to that group of people that created that brand. I'll, I'll subscribe. I don't disagree to that. with where they're sitting today. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. Where they're sitting today, well, I, I don't the know the direction. Okay. I want to stick with the other point for a sec because, and then make they, they made the trade for Anthony Davis, but. Mm-hmm. A hundred out of a hundred people would have made the same deal. That was not creative. That was right there in front of you. They made it, so good for them. But th- these weren't like, wait, what the? I'm trying to think of a good example here. This hasn't borne fruit like this. But what the Utah Jazz are doing was like, wait, what? Are, Gobert's gone. He's uh, Donovan Mitchell, and now all of a sudden they got this thing that's like, well, this is actually kind of coming together. I know it's super short term, but that's out of the box. That's not something that somebody what the. But Celtics the strategy, did. just used for the Jazz as an example, they have a strategy. They yes. strategize what their strategy was. I don't think anybody thought they were going to be competing, no, I, but it was let's go grab they. eight first rounders. For sure. That's their but strategy. It, it, so it was that's the strategy. What the Celtics did with Tatum and Brown was we're not moving these guys. Let this thing bear out. Mm-hmm. Stick with it. Let we'll we'll pick around the edges, but let this go down. These are more traditional things. I'm not saying that they get no credit for it, but having LeBron James pick you doesn't mean you did anything. Having a, Making a deal for Anthony Davis that's obvious doesn't make you a genius. It means that you executed the obvious thing. When it's come time to get creative is where it's broken down, where it's come time to put together the supporting cast. It's broken down. When it came time to say, not Russell Westbrook, they didn't do it. When it came time to do all these other things, I think that's what the caller was getting at, Mark. 
but he's not the only one. I think to blame him exclusively is a step too far. He's got ownership in it for sure. They all do. They all do. Sure. But he's certainly a part of it. Sure. And, and Especially his title, of course. And that he's the person that is most responsible for trying to find their way out of it. I think it's fair to be like, okay, we sure about this? I think it's a fair question to ask. Well, I, and I, I can't, you know, listen, everyone wants to see the Lakers succeed. And it's also completely fair to look at the team and say, I, I don't know what their next decision is going to be. I don't know what they're going to do next. I don't know if this 2-9 and nine is going to end up being 2-14 and 14 and now they go and say, let's go make a trade because we have to. I, I don't know. Like, I genuinely don't know. Where do you so come out on that? Like, let, let's which say, one? Which the, one? Let's say the two and 14 or whatever. So it's just like, yeah. as bad as it is now, but it actually, they let's say they're on a pace to win. 25 say they're five games. and 15. Okay. They're on a pace to win 20 or 25 games. Mm-hmm. What do you do? I mean, because do, do you try to just get out of that spot or you just lean into it? You just fired your coach. You're not firing the coach. Yeah. You're not, you know, you're not doing anything like that. Is it just, hey, buckle up. We got, we got a season I, I, of this. I think this season becomes a wrap and you don't do anything. You just sit on it. Because what are you going to do? You know, what are you going to, even, even when I say, if you can go get a guy like Bradley Beal, um, I think he just signed his deal recently. So I think you're basically saying if you go get him, you're grabbing four years of Bradley Beal as well. Do you know well. how old he is? I'll tell you right is now. He, he's got to be around 30, I was right? going to say, I'm, I think he's 30 on the dot. Yeah. But See, that again, 29. you're, you're, you're 29. old. 29, you said, him. Yeah. 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 So you're old now with your best players, and you're bringing in a guy who's not exactly old, but not exactly the, the future of your franchise. They're in a pickle, man. They, they are in no man's land. There their is biggest, no good their, decision. Their, their biggest problem is this. They're trying to win, and they can't win. And then on top of that, Oof. well, then you can't start losing because it doesn't matter if you lose because you don't have a pick. You For don't have year, that pick. I, 100%. That's mm-hmm. a really accurate, really short-term mm-hmm. thing to say. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. The problem is why – because we're – look, we're Sorry. They're going to be bad again next year. They are. They, they, if, if the core is AD and LeBron, maybe you get a little bit better, but championship, probably not. So why do we want to kick that can down the road for? That's my objection. Yeah, I, and I think if this year, if it got to the point where, and you know, we might already be there, where you're just saying, okay, they're not going to make a move because there's no move to be made, then I think that offseason becomes you know completely I, I think that offseason becomes completely different, where there is no conversation of, hey, you know what, you know these guys are going to stay around or you know that player has to be here because what's the you don't even know what the end goal is. I think I know what would help. I'm going to tell you what it is. Coming up next, plus the dump is right around the corner. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to amazon.com slash ESPN pods. That's amazon.com slash ESPN pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Today is a day, an opportunity for you, Slee, to relive your time on the aircraft carrier where you went That's to right, watch basketball. They're doing another game tonight. Michigan State and Gonzaga will play on the USS Abraham Lincoln in San yep. Diego yep. tonight. They didn't. I don't think they. I don't think they learned from their mistake. <laughs> and I'm talking about 
college basketball. So they did this a few years back, probably seven, eight years ago, maybe even more than that. SDSU had a game against Syracuse. Both teams were ranked. Okay. And it was exciting. You know, Syracuse sure. down in San Diego, they're doing it on the, on the carrier. And State has never been known as, hey, we, we hit shots. We hit buckets. They play great defense, but they usually have 50, 60 points tops. They were taking threes that were three feet away from the basket. <laughs> just the wind would pick up. And nobody could hit a shot. Everybody's just driving the ball. Everybody the had to just they post play up. basketball inside. I mean, it, it took you back to you know how they say the game is now on the outside. Everybody uh-huh. shoots. Yeah, this was nineteen eighties <laughs> basketball when everything was in the paint. It well, not, the wind obviously is the big, but it's a boat. It moves. It wasn't swing. <laughs> not you didn't swing. have that. You no, didn't have any a, of that. It's not a dinghy that's six feet long. I understand it's an aircraft carrier. But, but let's it, just say it was windy. It's on the water. It is floating, <laughs> right? I understand that it's not you know, a robot. But they're robo- doing it again. They're doing it again. Was there anything? Did you go or did you just yeah, watch went, it on TV? No, I went. Was it fun? I mean, never mind the basketball. Was it a cool experience? Awesome. Do you know you're... you're showing your ticket stub going on the aircraft carrier. Like, yeah. It was pretty cool. I bet. The whole thing was cool. And the way they had it set up, and uh, it's a beautiful, iconic spot in San Diego sure. that they have it. So that whole experience was awesome. And then they tipped off, and I'm like, well, this ain't good. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't going to be good. I like that weird stuff. Like I, I think I've told this story before, but one of the my favorite things I've ever been to- Hockey? Was the Ducks and Kings at That's Dodger right. Stadium. That's right. It was so cool that they-, they, they, they Put the hockey rink about where second base would be. That's that's roughly where the rink itself was. Behind the rink in left field, there was beach volleyball. Mm-hmm. Behind the rink in right field, they did a kiss concert. <laughs> Vin Scully's like warming up the crowd. It awesome. was it was so cool. And the Ducks won the game. I'm a Ducks fan, so I like that. But it was just surreal being at Dodger Stadium watching a Ducks game. And is that a KISS concert? It's like the weird... It's like you have that dream if you have too many edibles and you had something to eat right before you go to bed. It's like, none of this makes any sense. But only you are actually living it, right? I got to talk to Bob Miller for 20 minutes. It was amazing. I want in tonight's game, if there's just like a mist coming in. It's not raining, but there's a mist. I play through it. <laughs> this guy's slipping off. Play the through it. Hey, shoot, why not? Just let it happen. Uh, Wendy's is going to be introducing a new peppermint-flavored Frosty. I'm Team Frosty. Love a good Frosty. Yeah. Who doesn't like that, right? I think I can miss I'm good the, without peppermint the peppermint one. Yeah, I'm good yeah. without that. I'm a feel- it doesn't Plus, do it for me. Especially if there's pieces. Emily, do you know if there's like pieces or is it just peppermint flavor? I don't know if there's going to be pieces. I doubt there would be because I think that would be that would destroy the integrity of a Frosty because the Frosties are always just really smooth and thick and that's the thing. I like that it would ruin the integrity. <laughs> She's not the wrong. The integrity of the game. I would have used the exact same word. The integrity of the game. The integrity of the Frosty. And you having one? Trying one of those? I'm definitely not. Yeah, I don't. Are you a regular frosty person? Uh, I'm a regular frosty person. I, I I go typically with a uh, chocolate with some French fries. Dip French fries in the chocolate, um, but sometimes I go strawberry. I haven't tried strawberry. I brought I brought that up it's to new. Michael. I brought that up to Michael. The whole dipping the fries into I haven't the tried thing, that yet. and he was he just couldn't understand it. I haven't tried it either. I've never had it. it, It's a thing. She's not the only one. When I said I've never heard of that, and they're like, "How do you never heard of that?" Like I hadn't. I haven't tried it yet. But it doesn't hot, salty with sweet and cold. I mean, isn't that kind of the whole idea? A little bit of a little bit of everything. Without it, yeah. Just saying, like that bite of apple pie, hot apple pie, the warm ice creams, kind of dripping away to get a little bit of the hot and the cold, a little bit of the sweet. Am I selling you on it? It's a good description. <laughs> I mean, hot and cold together is not a bad deal. Um, 
Taylor, the Minnesota Twins are unveiling a new logo and uniforms on November 18th. I hate this idea. Yeah, it's an abomination. The, Keep it. The TC logo for the Twin Cities? It's one of the best in baseball. Couldn't agree more. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Why do they mess with things? Like the Padres, and mm-hmm. I swear to you, I'm not doing a thing. Yep. The Padres, what they have now, I really like. But the Padres change their uniforms every four You're or right. five years. You're right. And they don't have a look that's their look, right? The mm-hmm. Twins have a look. Why mess with so that? So let, let me give this, because I think this is actually, I think there are a lot of people that look at the Padres gear today. Some people hate it, but I think most of those are just people that don't like the Padres, which is fine. But can you identify and say, oh yeah, that's the Padres? Once you have that, don't change it. That's it. You're good. You know, you and I joke about this. There was a time you're looking. I'm like, why does it? Why are the, their jerseys dark blue, <laughs> white? And I mean, it was it like the Dodgers. It was not that far different from the Dodgers. So I love <laughs> right. how extreme they are now, and it's their own colors. If you find something that's good, leave it alone. I didn't even mind the Padres when they were kind of navy blue and orange. Like it, I, the, the yellow was, and brown is the that best. was the Tony Gwynn, Caminiti, yeah. that '98. Tony Gwynn was there for all of them. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He, <laughs> he was. got all of it. He got the swing. It was prior. the Steve Finley, the Wally Joiner, the white. And yeah. the orange and then the blue. Yeah. yeah. Don't Taylor, you should call your uh twin congressman yeah. or yeah, whoever's responsible for such things. Mayor. Everything but a good player. Do you have a favorite uniform in Major League Baseball, the NBA, or anything that that's your deal? Um I'm not look, I'm not crazy. I, I will say the Chargers, the powder blues I used to love. Those are great. Used to love those. I like even seeing some of these old school like the old school Buffalo or the old school, even the Patriot logo, a couple of them kind of jump out, but I'm not a big, some people love, love jerseys. I'm not a crazy, I, I don't I, go crazy over it. There are some that are so good that they should never be changed, and the Twins are one of them. That logo is absolutely terrific. All right. Um, today, mm-hmm. 1981, November 11th, 1981, Slee Fernando Valenzuela became the first Major League Baseball rookie pitcher to win the Cy Young Award. There's a documentary about that. I don't know if you've How ever heard of How did you that. allow two hours and 54 minutes to go by before you made that announcement? Fernando ready in the strike two pitch. Is hit back to the box, dribbling to second. Samuel on the bag, close to first double play. Fernando Valenzuela has pitched a no-hitter at 10-17 in the evening of June the 29th, 1990. If you have a sombrero, throw it to the sky. Fernando Valenzuela is my favorite Dodger of all time, followed closely by Steve Garvey. I'm not going to lie. I love Steve Garvey, too. Mm -hmm. But it's really hard. I was telling Emily this. I was 10 years old in 1981, Mm -hmm. okay, when he won that Cy Young. And I remember it. Every fifth day he'd pitch. And by the way, he'd pitch a complete game every game. I, I want to say, I'm going by memory here, I think he opened, this is going to sound, you think I'm making it up. Okay. He opened the season with eight consecutive complete games. Okay, so coming out of spring training, hey, we get, these guys aren't stretched out. They're not ready to go nine innings. He opened the season with eight consecutive nine-inning performances. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The Dodgers probably haven't had eight complete games over the last 10 years combined. I mean that might be a slight exaggeration. If that was in today's, if that was today's baseball, after those eight complete games, <laughs> they would have now sat him for the playoffs. 
They would have said he already reached his, he already reached his <laughs> inning count. He also pitched them to the World Series that year. They won the World Series in 1981. So imagine that. He opens up. He's this kid from Mexico, doesn't speak English. The city embraces oh him like gosh. nothing before. He throws eight consecutive complete games. He wins the Cy Young Award. And oh, by the way, he punches the ticket and they win the World Series. How about that? How about that for a Freaking welcome to town kid? Get out of here. Just an unbelievable performance. And by the way, and this is completely anathema mm -hmm. to the way that baseball's played right now. Over the last, take Clayton Kershaw out, over the last 30 years, who are the most famous Dodger pitchers um, in history? It's Fernando and it's Oral Hershiser, right? Tommy Lasorda pitched those guys till their arms fell off. They're both legends. They both won World Series. They both are forever historic, iconic Dodgers. And Tommy would pitch them 700 innings a year. By Just the way, I, I don't think it's that much different when Michael's talking about the NBA and Showtime. Pat Riley would treat those practices like <laughs> they were practices. Game Seven of the NBA Finals. Why not? Why not? Let's do a little Super Cross Talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just say that it's an honor to be in your presence today? Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm incredibly proud of my twerking, twerking abilities. Twerking champion of 710, Steve Mason in the house. Not my idea. By the way, Andy Kamenetsky's in for John today. What's up, you, Andy? You, were, you witnessed the... Uh, I did I would, witness it. I would say the carnage. You witnessed the carnage. <laughs> it was something. Yes, it was something we will talk about for years to come, and I'm sure the social media team will send out repeatedly <laughs> sure they will. in coming years. I heard Andy... Emily very critical of my torque. Yes, ability. she was. Yeah, she wasn't I, as that, excited. That hurt. I'm driving in and I hear Emily just all over me and my twerking ability. Emily, what is up? I don't, I don't know. I'm saying you don't have necessarily the God-given shape that lends to twerking. And I think that... The uh, backyard. Uh, overcame. <laughs> and the Cappy was a... Was more engaged. I don't know. I just thought, more engaged. Like, I mean, yeah. I went, you hit the ground. I went to the floor. Yeah. I watched ground. a video of well during the show yesterday. I watched a twerking how-to video. Yeah. And the one thing that uh, that woman did is she she went she to the ground. Went to the ground and she did the ball game. Uh, it's ball was, game. And that parent that made the crowd go wild. Both that of crowd their, went wild. Both of their form was basically like watching two seventeen-year-old dogs attempt to have sex after like 15 years off the circuit and they're like trying to remember what they're supposed to be doing. I, this feels vaguely familiar. <laughs> yeah. uh, what do you make of that description? I, you know what? I think it's fair. I think it's an absolutely fair description. Uh, yeah, you, it's something you can't unsee. Uh, it no. is all over our social media, and I, 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 I at Juan's insistence. Okay, so we had this conversation last night. <laughs> I said, oh, so I got this video of me uh, twerking, and I showed it to him, and he's like, you're ridiculous. You're just an idiot. Uh, and I said, yeah, I'm not going to put it on Instagram because I don't want people to think. I'm like, he's like, you did it on the air. You have to. It is part of your brand is that you are a clown. That you will do anything. That I will do anything. I disagree. It means you're a good twerker. A good an excellent twerker. A good yes. twerker. You've been doing radio for a long time. Yep. You are the winner of a recent Mandy Award. I Yeah. Where, where would you put your twerking championship in perspective? You know, I got to be honest and say I expected to lose. I thought I came in as a big Well, he underdog. talked to Cap yesterday, and Cap seemed like he was devastated. Cap after uh, I go on with them on Thursdays, and Cap was shook. 
Yeah, he was he was shook. <laughs> he was favorite. If you asked beforehand who was going to win, like they did with the yeah. crowd, who's going to win? Mason Kaplan. Kaplan got the biggest cheers. Yeah. Then afterwards, mm-hmm. I, it was so gratifying for those people in attendance to cheer for me. It really brought me great, great joy. He's, for those Andy, on, you know, it's radio, but he's crying right I, now. I, he's, I, got, I, he's got a sparkle a for you. He's got a single glory you, tear. You like me. You really, really like me, <laughs> as Sally Field once said. <laughs> right. As you were uh, Bearing witness. <laughs> yes, bearing witness. Thank you. What Other than your dog analogy. The dog is, analogy. Was, might, we might not be able to do yeah, any better than that. Are you doing play-by-play? Like, what are you no, doing? No, Sedona was doing the play-by-play. I was mostly just marveling at all of this. At greatness. Happening. Did you ever consider getting in on it? No, actually, Lindsay texted me on Wednesday. I mean, this is like an out-of-the-blue text. And, and you know, I because I, I don't appear particularly often on uh, – Sedano and Kaplan for one of the guys. Like, I, I don't hear a lot from Lindsay. Let me see if I can find this quickly so I can get the exact quote. <laughs> I get a text from Lindsay at my, while I'm at my daughter's volleyball uh, practice. Would you do a twerk off at the remote tomorrow with Cap? <laughs> LOL. To put this in perspective, the last time I'd gotten a text from Lindsay, October 21st. <laughs> bit yeah. Bit. And the last time I got a text before that, I'm pretty sure was in 2021. Wow, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I, my response was, I'll concede the victory. Yeah, no, he just, <laughs> he just said, no, I surrender. No, I, I got to be on the payroll before I start twerking for an audience. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not doing that on caps. <laughs> like, <laughs> did, you, did you hear, um, mm. not my best story. Oh, no, story. it's a great story. Is yeah, this the I, Thai food story? Yes. Oh, no, Bourbon filled me in a little. It's tell terrific. Me, Mace. T- tell me, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you use, you said, what do you use, Grubhub? I use Grubhub. Okay. I don't have my password right now. Ireland. I've never ordered food. Never ordered food never from in your any life, of these services. Ever? Never. I haven't used DoorDash, Grubhub, none of them. Wow. I think I've mentioned before, I think I'm just not patient enough. I'm like, oh, I'll just go get the food. I'll just go pick it up, okay? Okay. So yesterday's the first time that I, I try DoorDash. Right. Nice. Want some Thai food? Nice. Me and the lady are sitting there. We're like, all right, we kind of got an idea what we're going to order. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. I create an account online. Mm-hmm. I got my profile, everything else, and uh, get the restaurant that I want in there. And I hit submit and it says, all right, confirmed, order's done. Nice. Probably 35 minutes, 45 okay. minutes is when it's going to come. it's going to show up. Yeah. yeah. So I was picking between two different Thai restaurants. So at some point in this, I decided- <laughs> That I have the Thai restaurant that I'm going to order from. And for some reason, I took the address of the other Thai restaurant that I was going to order from. (laughs) And I made that the delivery. Okay? So, AK, 40 minutes goes by, and I'm tracking the order, and I'm looking on my phone at this point. I'm tracking the order, and it says your food was delivered. So I go outside, I go to the condo, I'm, you know, at the condo complex, and I look, and it's common that people will leave food out there. I look, right. take the dog with me. I'm like, there's no food, Rook. I go back into the house, and my girl's like, okay, let me see the app. Right. You know when they just need to take control, yeah, and they're sure. like, just, I don't know what you did, give me the control. And she goes, why does the delivery say 910 Union Street? And I said, that's not the delivery. I said, that's the Thai restaurant. She goes, no, the Thai restaurant is this address over here. Right. So the first time I used DoorDash, 
for a delivery <laughs> food service. We're now in the car driving to 910 Union Street, which is about five minutes away. Which is the Thai restaurant you didn't order from. So <laughs> somebody, a DoorDash... Went to one Thai restaurant, picked up the food, went to another Thai restaurant, and dropped off the food yep. at that Thai restaurant. I pull in, and there's the food at a different Thai restaurant. Here's what I'm hoping. <laughs> Sitting in front, by the way, you left out of the part. The other the the place, place where the food was delivered closed. is closed. Dark, <laughs> dark, and there's a bag of Thai food stapled with the receipt. My name right there in front of on a bench. Oh, that is so freaking I funny. hope that somebody... Was at this other Thai restaurant long <laughs> enough to see this bag? Because Who is what I, delivering us Thai? Well, food here's what I'm hoping is happening: the Thai restaurant that got the delivery. I'm hoping that they took that as like an aggressive move from the other <laughs> oh, Thai restaurant. Yeah, like, hey, you want to see Thai food? This is Thai food. This is war. That, that's, right. That was my first read too, and like, hopefully this. I'm creating this, a rivalry it, in Pasadena between these two. Well, yeah, rival Thai food. You're gonna have these two Thai food places. They're going to the mattresses. Bitter. Okay, Bitter okay. Rivals. How about even even worse? Just to play off of that, <laughs> the Thai food restaurant that I ordered food from is on Colorado. The Thai food place that it was delivered from is on Union. It's like they're probably two minutes away from each other, so oh, they already wow. know each other. Wow. There's already There's heated. like a warning shot over the bat. We are in, we're after you. I feel like so if that's turf, how the food service like battle at that point, like it's like the wire, they're fighting for corners. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a compromise in here or a solution. You need to get him to put your address into his oh, app. Therefore, you mm, can get your I food back. I can get my food by right? ordering it through So what, what you do is you trade credit card numbers for addresses, yes. Yes. and then you can just order Mace whatever he needs. I think because clearly you don't want to use the and app. Clear, and I don't have a Grubhub account right. available to me because Ireland has the password. Yeah, so I got DoorDash. We're good. You could order, put my address in, and have your food delivered to me. Alan, do you, I, you do you like Thai mace? Oh, yeah. Thai food's, Thai food's great. Alan, I mean this in the kindest way possible. You're are an you idiot. So, are you sophisticated enough to pull off this scheme? <laughs> no. Between you and Mace? No. I am definitely, it definitely not. Impossible. The so, look on my girl's face was like, we ordered Thai food from DoorDash to go pick up Thai food from a different Thai food place, you idiot. Well, you left out two important – because I, I was trying to help him kind of uh, – Figure out where the breakdown in the procedure right, was. Like, right. how did we get that restaurant into your app as your home address? Like, right. This is the part I don't get. And I said to him, I said, did, were you drinking? He goes, I just had a glass of wine. I said, have you had anything? Because well, there may have been something else involved. So I think this is, I, I need you to dry run this sober to see if you can get your Thai food. Even if you have a little extra stuff. Yeah. There's plenty of things we do with extra stuff. Sure. <laughs> to have that Thai place as the staple address. Like even today when I came in, I opened up DoorDash. <laughs> 910 Union Street so still all on your there. Food is going to go it's to still on there right now. Street. I told him you should move change. in. Really? <laughs> move into the other Thai restaurants. Well, you, well, you got to now send something from the first Thai restaurant <laughs> to the second one. Like, you, you got to inflame this battle. Yeah, during, oh, make sure the one on Union Street is open so yeah. they actually yeah. receive it and <laughs> they can wonder. Just with a message, your move. <laughs> <laughs> we had a door drash driver call in and we because we were just like, okay, how often? Does this happen? One of the guys called. He said he went to pick up uh, at McDonald's mm -hmm. for somebody. Picks up the food and then goes to the deliver portion of the driver side of the app. 
and it's the McDonald's. It's the same. So it's the same McDonald's. It's the same, like, yeah, no, I, it's like, am I supposed I've to walk that. this across that the happen. restaurant? That's not a problem. Totally that could happen. happen. No, yeah. you can pick it up at Playland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, on the, I'm Where in the ball pit. all those plastic balls. <laughs> yeah. Ball pit. Bring me my Happy Meal to the ball pit. <laughs> I'm not getting out of here. Yeah, I'm having a hell of a time. Why do I want to go oh, anywhere? No God, contact with the ball pit. <laughs> Man, sleep. DoorDash. Night. Yeah. So, will you use it again, or have you? Oh yeah, no. It, I was I was coming in prepared to talk about. Man, that was easy. That yeah. was convenient. <laughs> Why don't I use this thing more often? And now I just did the exact same thing I've done all the time. Is I picked up my food from the restaurant before you figured out what went wrong, and and you're getting angry about this. Did you leave like a one star experience <laughs> with DoorDash? <laughs> he did. He said he picked the tip option that was the third most lucrative. Did <laughs> he tip the guy? Number four. What percentage is number four? Twenty. So 20%? I think. I think so. It's, I think it was 15 is what I 15, left. I think I 18, left 15. 20, 25, I think is what it is, right? No, because I think there's... There's yeah, four I don't, options. I don't remember. Yeah. 15, 18, 20, 25. I did the third option. I whatever that third option. I think 20. I think so. He deserved 20. two blocks. Yeah, what did you leave 20. yourself after you picked it up? <laughs> I actually... That's technically right. I actually then delivered <laughs> Thai food to a different address for somebody else. <laughs> I hope you're going to be generous. Otherwise, your star rating is going to go okay, down. Okay, I didn't realize that I actually signed up to be a driver for DoorDash as well. You filled out an application. <laughs> I filled out. They read my credit. How's the gig economy going, Alan? <laughs> All right, I got a quick one before we, we get out okay. of here. Um, Kershaw is going to come back to the Dodgers. Yeah, no big surprise which is great. There. Which is yeah, great. I'm, I'm thrilled. Al and I were kind of talking, and I'm going to take Kobe and Magic and take them off the table because they're the obvious guys, okay. right? When you think about legends of this city, athletic legends of the city, and we're not talking broadcasters and owners. We're talking the athletes themselves. So no no Vin, no Chick Hearn. Where does Clayton Kershaw fall on this as far as the way that we just – Magic, Kobe, universally loved, respected, admired, all of these things. Where does Kershaw kind of fall into this? Because – He's obviously on the list, but could he be the next name on that list? Like, are we doing Mount Rushmore? Not Mount Rushmore, no. but, but but just well, because, you think about it, Magic Kareem. But Kareem is respected. He's not loved, Mace. Kareem is not. Oh, and, and when you loved. start breaking yeah. this stuff down, he's not a lifer, R- right? And, and and like for instance, the guy that kind of sprung to mind for me is Fernando. Because not only was he a great player. Now he's a great broadcaster. Great broadcaster. And a cultural icon, right? Somebody that impacted the culture of the city for the time that he was here. He was embraced on a level that went beyond just, hey, he's a really good pitcher. He was their favorite son. He was every Dodger fan's favorite player. Kershaw, I don't know if he's that. Uh, He's a better pitcher, obviously. I have been very – he's an interesting player because I remember – you know, I went to a lot of the uh, playoff games. Uh, remember the St. Louis games? We always got stung mm-hmm. by St. Louis. Yep. Matt Adams. One era. And I was yeah. Matt Adams. Exactly. Fat Matt Adams. And, you know, I remember, I, for some reason, I'm very empathetic towards Kershaw and his bat. I mean, he's I've rooted for him because he's had to, you know, it took him a while and to get the championship. he's super likable. He's very good likable. media. He's a great teammate. Everybody great seems to community. like him. Yep. Yeah. I mean, all the way. Yeah, I think he's he's right up there. He's right up there. What do you think? One year, $17 million. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Love it. That's probably good. And by the way, Started everybody's- the All-Star game and he should Everybody's have. like, oh, they're giving a contract just because he's been here. No, he was 12 no, and, he had a good no, year. 12 he had and a really 3 good year. with a 225 nope. ERA and started the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, so go back before two seasons ago. I was like, hey, listen, be careful with this guy. Do not give him a long-term deal. This is going to look bad to you. 
couldn't have been more wrong about that. He is still. This is not a lifetime achievement contract. This is a. He's our second. No, best. Honestly, and they the didn't last, give him a lot, long time, long term deal, and it's okay, no. right? Like this is the perfect way that they should be using the him. last long term deal he got was the legacy deal, right? And you know, and I don't have an issue with it. He's Clayton Kershaw. He is arguably the best pitcher in Dodger history. He's going to be one of the best, you know, top five Dodgers. Period in history but like th- this contract isn't a legacy play no. other than the fact that both sides want Clayton Kershaw to be a life right this is a we want you to be our number three starter play is he is he not number two next year uh Julio Gonsolin uh, still Gonsolin was so good this he, year. he was I'm not I'm not trying to throw cold water on yeah him. I mean I, this, you, this, this a is a, a I mean this is a, a I'm gonna need to see that again yeah I'm gonna need to see yeah, that no, again. it's true I mean what by about, the way that's why I wouldn't spend big on Tyler Anderson because I need to see that again. we're on the same page yeah we're on the, and by the way I not only see it again I'm more likely that he'll be good here he goes back the Reds give him a bunch well, can, of can, can I just say the Tyler Anderson part too but see what again? He was great in the regular season and great in the postseason too, guys. You know, in his in his in his one start, guy, he was good. Guys pop up every once in a while and have a year. That's why Urias and Kershaw and Bueller and those guys—they're different dudes. Mm-hmm. Guys have good years. Not but he's not trying to be career. an ace. Nobody's saying he's an no, ace. But, the, the, but he might get paid gonna, ace money. He might get close. He won six what sixteen games. That something that, like that's that. That's one of those. Let's be a little cautious. Plus, let's, you got theoretically Dustin May. Yeah, he's he's your fourth guy. He's he's the mm-hmm. number four, and then you got to figure out number five from there. God, I'm just I'm looking at the Mason and Ireland Mafia, and the number of pictures in there with me doing stupid stuff is extraordinary. <laughs> I think I broke all the records for pictures of stupid. I'm just going to put it on loop on my drive home. Oh, I'm yeah, just going to yeah, listen to that. it the entire <laughs> way. That. I'll be I'm going to take a break from your show and yes. just watch you twerk for my hour Excellent. drive home. Excellent. Mason and Ireland coming up next. Andy's in for John. We'll see you on Monday. Go Rams.